Welcome to Heard at Heritage. Heard at Heritage features cutting-edge analysis and thought from leading experts in and across the conservative movement, as well as premier events and programming from the Heritage Foundation here in the heart of Washington, D.C., brought straight to you. Thank you for joining us on Heritage Events Live. We're delighted to welcome you to Crisis in Nicaragua, Insights on Ortega and Murillo, Repression Ahead of Elections. Please welcome our host, James Roberts, Research Fellow for Economic Freedom and Growth at the Heritage Foundation. We hope you enjoy the program. Thanks very much, Maven. Welcome. We hope that this, uh, this presentation uh, will be viewed if not now, then in streaming, uh, because it's an important presentation to draw attention to a very critical and bad situation in Nicaragua um, <clears throat> as Nicaragua gears up for another presidential election on November 7th. And um, I'm going to I'm going to introduce our, our three guests uh, who who will explain the situation better in better detail than I can but then we will have some time for some questions. I'd also like to introduce briefly our new, our newly hired uh, expert on Latin America, sorry, um, Mateo Haidar, who joins us having recently graduated with honors from the University of Florida as a, also, and is a, a fully bilingual and American, but also a, a citizen of Colombia. So he's gonna be excellent. Heritage on Latin American issues. And so Mateo will be in the background and uh, calling on him from time to time. So, so let me just introduce um, our three our three guests. Uh, Carlos Fernando Chamorro is a Nicaraguan investigative journalist and the founder and editor of Confidencial, a weekly newspaper based in Managua. Chamorro is a graduate of McGill University in Canada and has many years of experience in journalism in Nicaragua. He is the son of former President Violeta Chamorro and the brother of presidential candidate Cristiana Chamorro, who has been unlawfully put under house arrest by the Ortega Murillo dictatorship uh, since June 2nd. So welcome, Carlos Fernando. Uh, we also have Berta Valle who is a Nicaraguan broadcast journalist and human rights ad activist. Uh, Berta has many years of experience as a television anchor and has a master's degree from the Incai Business School. Berta is the wife of pro-democracy activist, Yale global leader and presidential candidate, Felix Maradiaga. And Mr. Maradiaga has been unlawfully detained, detained by the Ortega Murillo regime since uh, June 8th. Next, we have uh, Victoria Cardenas. Vicky is a Nicaraguan businesswoman and human rights activist also. She also has a master's degree in business administration from the Universidad Americana. Vicky is the wife of Nicaraguan economist, executive director of the Nicaraguan think tank Funides, and presidential candidate Juan Sebastian uh, Chamorro. Mr. Chamorro has been unlawfully detained by the Ortega Murillo regime also since June 8th. And so uh, all uh, Berta and Vicky were forced to flee Nicaragua as of this summer, and they are currently in exile and are campaigning to bring international attention to the regime's repression, including the unjust imprisonment of their husbands and more than 140 
140 political prisoners in the country. So uh, thanks very much to you for joining us today. Um, Carlos Fonda, could you start out by sort of laying out the, the picture of where they, where this, what the situation is right now in Nicaragua? Thank you, Jim, and uh, say hello to Vicky and Berta and all our audience to have this opportunity to share an update about the Nicaraguan crisis. I think uh, we can describe what is going on in Nicaragua this day with the word fear, uncertainty, repression. We have been living under a police state, and I use this word literally, since the end of 2018. And a police state means uh, suppression of freedom of reunion, of freedom of the press, of freedom of expression, of freedom of mobilization. Uh, there was no uh, declaration of a state of emergency in Nicaragua. Everything has been de facto. And we lived through this process. And I guess uh, somebody, some people thought it could not ever get worse. But in the beginning of this year, as we were getting close to the uh, elections of November the 7th, uh, the regime, the government decided to launch a new wave of repression, a total crackdown against uh, the opposition. And that's what explains that I am in exile, like Berta and Vicky. I am a reporter. My newsroom was assaulted for a second time on May the 20th. It had been assaulted on December 2018, forcing, forcing me to go into exile for the first time. They impose censorship on television, and I am broadcasting my show through YouTube and Facebook. So uh, after the assault on my newsroom, it continued with uh, detention with uh, aspiring uh, presidential candidates from the opposition, seven of them, including Juan Sebastián, Félix, Cristiana Chamorro, Arturo Cruz, Medardo Mairena, the peasant leader, Miguel Mora, another journalist, and, 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 and some others. But not only the presidential candidates, but they also uh, capture political leaders, civilian, civic leaders, uh, including uh, businessmen, student leaders, journalists, human rights defenders, to sum up these 36 individuals that are now in the prison of El Chipote, while there are another 120 political prisoners in other, in other prisoners. Um, this all means that uh, the expectation that there, there, there wasn't, there was never a real expectation of a free and fair election in Nicaragua, but I guess there was a conclusion uh, of all of us as a society that we were going to try whether it will be possible to defy the regime, even though there were no real conditions for a competitive and fair election, no international observers. But there was this kind of last attempt to see if, this, if there was a possibility to go through the electoral uh, process to find out 
a political solution to the long Nicaraguan crisis that has been there in the last three years, with more than 300 people assassinated. These crimes are all in impunity. Three years of consecutive uh, economic recession. Well, Ortega decided to shut down the electoral uh, the electoral road, and uh, on November the seventh, now we are going to we're not going to have elections anymore. We're going to have the ritual of a one-party uh, candidate that will be Daniel Ortega and his wife Rosario Murillo, with no political competition. They not only uh, capture the political leaders but also eliminated the juridical uh, rights of the political parties. So in November the 7th, we will have the FSLN and five other uh, collaborationist parties, which are not, which do not really represent the opposition or the electorate. They're just part of, a, of an electoral circus. That is the situation. And uh, we have to add to this, uh, situation, uh, the COVID-19 epidemic crisis that has been denied by the government since last year. The Nicaraguan government claims that there have only 200 individuals have died because of the pandemic. That would be a world miracle. According to our research with experts in health uh, uh, epidemiologists and others, there have been more than 10,000 deaths. And uh, they said that only one individual is dying per week. Uh, we reported today that there are 20 people dying one uh, daily in a Managua hospital and 350 in, in a couple of weeks in the northern part of the country. So there is a humanitarian tragedy. And there is also another tragedy that is that means the uh migration or exiles uh i said i came to exile in costa rica 2019 i came back at the end of that year to defy the regime now i left again and this year there will be about probably 60,000 nicaraguan fleeing to the us and, and more than 30,000 to costa rica that will mean that we, we had 100,000 exiles uh, refugees in 2018 and 19, and this year we will have uh, probably 90,000 additionally. So that is the, the situation. I, I think uh, I think it's important for the world to focus the attention on the crisis of Nicaragua. The Inter-American Commission of Human Rights and the Office of Human Rights of the UN have done a, a, a formidable work by documenting the violation of human rights. But it is the moment for the world to go one step further. And they have to decide whether after the, ninth, the November the 7th farce, whether they will give recognition, legitimacy to the dictatorship of Daniel Ortega in January next year. I think that is a very important decision. And it, it, it depends on us, the Nicaraguans, uh, how to liberate the political prisoners, how to restore our political freedom. But I think there is also the need for the isolation of the regime and the need for more political pressure from the international community. Well, thank you so much, Carlos Fernando, for that excellent uh, description of the current situation.
Uh, next, we're going to turn to Vicki Cardenas uh, for her perspectives as the, the wife of presidential candidate who has been arrested and detained now for uh, more than three months. Well, Vicki, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you, Jim, for the invitation and the, this. Thank you for the invitation and the time um, to hear us, our stories. Um, everything that Carlos Fernando said uh, resonates. I mean, with with us. I mean, and Berta and I are under this uh, tragic journey of being the wives of two political pris prisoners right now. Today marks the 200. Uh, anniversary of the independence of Central America and Nicaragua, and we should be celebrating today. But there's no way that we can celebrate when more, when more than 140 political prisoners are being tortured and are being illegally detained at this moment for more than three months, as you mentioned. Also, tomorrow marks 100 days of the illegal detention of Juan and Felix. They were um, they wanted to run for president to have a free democratic Nicaragua. And that's why they are in prison. That's why they are detained. That's why the whole opposition of Nicaragua is detained for just wanting a democratic, free, and just country. In June 8th, my life changed and the life of my family and also for the rest of the last 36 persons that have been detained in the last three months. As Carlo Fernando mentioned, we, our husbands and the rest of the opposition, we were trying to um, have a change um, in, in this um, process of, of elections. But the regime decided to shut down um, the, the electoral process and detain the whole opposition. We are very worried about our families. I am talking today as a wife and a mother, and in behalf of the rest of the families of the one, more than 100 and political prisoners. Um, in the case of our husbands, they were disappeared for 84 days. We had. We didn't have any clue where they were or how they were doing. They briefly reappeared them, but since then, um, now they are being held incommunicado. Um, we know that they are, they are being tortured in many different ways. Um, for Juan Sebastián, for example, he has lost um, 25 pounds in less than three months, which is very um, preoccupying to me. He, the lights in his cell are, are on 24-7, and the interrogations um, are every day for more than an hour. And they uh, were telling him that I was detained, that I, he was going to see me um, entering the prison where, he, where he's been held at. And as I said, um, they are being incommunicado, they don't have access to their lawyers or to the families, and we are very worried for their well-being, uh, for how they're doing, for, the, for their health. So we, this is a 
call for urgent action, as Carlos Fernando said, to international community, because we cannot talk about an electoral process when we have more than 140 political prisoners and they, are, they don't have a defense. They are on a, on a judicial trial, which is illegally and totally manipulated. Um, so we, what we want is for the, uh, the international community to do whatever it takes to put pressure on the regime for the freedom and the respect of the human rights of the Nicaraguans. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vicky, for your uh, courageous statement and uh, the courage of your, your husband and all of the uh, pro-democracy uh, actors who have been detained and imprisoned in Nicaragua. Next, and finally, we're going to turn to Berta Valle, uh, and she's going to give her perspectives, also the wife of the detained uh, presidential candidates. Berta, please. Thank you, James, Vicky, um, and Carlos Fernando. It's great to see you too. Um, I just want to start saying that me working on TV and knowing the power and the importance of the freedom of speech and freedom of the press, and um, feel very sad and worry about what's going on in Nicaragua because even for us being here, telling our stories. It represents a clear um, and potential um, danger for our family, especially for our husbands that are detained. And as Vicky mentioned, tomorrow there will be 100 days that they have been detained illegally, and 84 days of those 100 were they were disappeared. And thanks God that they are fine in the sense that we know that they are alive. But clearly what our family saw when they had the opportunity to have a 20, me 20 minute meeting um, is that their health has been deteriorating. Especially one of the things we, we saw is that they have been losing a lot of weight. And this is shown as a uh, bad nutrition they're having. And last week, the family of political prison, prisoners uh, did a, a press conference and we spoke about um, what our families are suffering. So one of the things is, is the loss um, between 12 and 36 pounds of some of the political prisoners. Also, we knew that they are not being able to receive sunlight and that's why they seem extremely pale, uh, paleness. Um, also, they have been, um, some of them have been um, put in apart with no contact with the outer world for more than two months. Especially, we know the risk that the women are suffering in, inside the prisoners. Also, some of our families suffer from chronic disease before being um, detained. And we are very worried about these diseases and also the new ones that they can, they can develop for this treatment. We heard that the lights in their cells remain 24 hours a day on. And 
this can tell us that they are not receiving a healthy um, and quality of, of um, sleep. And also that is a very alarming because we know their health can be deteriorating even more. So clearly the regime of Daniel Ortega, it's um, making us, our family being um, tortured. And just by being held in, in a room without any contact with your family, with your lawyers, with your medic, uh, your doctor, it's considered a torture. So we are asking for the international community to really help us in a country where there's no rule of law, where all citizens are, are, are we are not safe. We, we as citizens don't have anywhere to go because the regime controls all the, po the, the, the powers. They control the judicial power, the police, um, the army, everything. So there's no place to go. And ahead of the general election on November 7, the government of Nicaragua has orchestrated a brutal crackdown on journalists, civil society organizations, and political parties. And it seeks to impose a totalitarian one-party system where dis uh, dissent is not allowed and critics are silenced. With the help of authoritarian regimes like Cuba, Venezuela, and Russia, and local elites, Ortega and his family amazed a huge fortune, which made him and his wife, now the vice president of Nicaragua, seem invisible. So we urge, urge the international community to act urgently to respond to Daniel Ortega's unprecedented attack on democracy and human rights to ensure that Nicaraguan people can one day live in dignity, peace, and freedom. Thank you. Thank you so much, Berta. Uh, well, that's a very sad, but a very comprehensive uh, review of what is going on in a country that is only a couple hours by air from Miami, uh, very close to the United States, and with, with which the United States has obviously had a long history with, along with the other countries in Central America. And it is a situation that should be, be of great concern not just to Americans, but to people around the world who live in uh, democracies, especially uh, human rights abuses that uh, this regime uh, should not go unnoticed. We're having this, uh, this virtual public event today. Uh, <clears throat> we do have some time for some questions. Uh, I think I will ask my colleague, Matteo, to uh, pose a question first. I will follow up with another one. Matteo, can you? you're there. Well, if not, I, I can ask for more detail about the uh, outside interference going on in Nicaragua that is aiding the, the Ortega Murillo dictatorship. Maybe also some views, since you all have uh, memories probably of the Samosa regime. Uh, how is this different? How is this basically worse than well, even than life under that difficult time when uh, it, uh, Victoria Chamorro's husband, right, was a crusading journalist against the Samosas. And so this is a, a long and fine tradition to expose tyranny. But if you could talk, talk about that 
uh, or, and also the uh, activities of Cuba, uh, Venezuela, Russia, and China uh, in aiding and abetting this regime. So I, I could throw the floor open to, uh, let's start maybe with Carlos and then Director Vicky could also uh, join in. Well, I think uh, Ortega, it's uh, uh, widely isolated uh, within Latin America, and, but he has the support of Venezuela and Cuba. Uh, he has the abstention vote from Honduras, ironically, one of our neighbors. Uh, but in the last uh, deliberation at the Organization of American States, there were more than 26 votes against the regime. Now, these, these countries are united in the condemnation of violation of human rights, but there's a sec another question dealing with whether they will declare the illegitimacy of the government or not. Uh, Venezuelan presence in Nicaragua was instrumental for Ortega to consolidate his dictatorship between 2000 eight and 2017, mostly because of the economic cooperation, the oil uh, economic cooperation that represented uh, something about $5 billion, uh, completely outside the, the official budget of Nicaragua that was used to support some government plans, but mostly to build a business empire, a business private empire by Ortega that had allowed him even to have several TV stations and a very important economic interest on uh, uh, oil and construction and in different economic activities. Uh, China is, I would say, out of the picture. There was, there was a lot of uh, speculation about the so-called project to build an interoceanic canal in Nicaragua promoted by a Chinese businessman named Wang Jin. That failed. That was another bubble, uh, but it wasn't never clear whether the Chinese state had any was really behind uh, Wang Jin. And the Russian uh, presence in Nicaragua is more political than economically, and we know very little about it. I, it probably has to do more with uh, relationship with intelligence and, uh, and this kind of a more uh, let's say political support. Uh, same with Cuba. Le very little, let's say, uh, knowledge and information about that. But I think there is some exchange of information about how to organize repression. We see several uh, processes and tendencies uh, within the Nicaraguan repressive machinery. Uh, basically, uh, breaking breaking protests before they take place capturing uh political leaders or human rights defenders before they they can do that and and also there is this nature of uh, uh in indiscriminate repression there is no distinction between left and right because between whether you are a human rights defender a journalist a bishop a, 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 a a priest or 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 whatever uh and and that that it that's that kind of i i would say sort of network of support in terms of uh 
sharing repression tactics. Thank you, Carlos. Uh, Berta or Vicky, do you have any comments to add? If not, we I think I think um, Carlos Fernando um, put it very clear, and and that's what's going on. And you mentioned something about the Somoza regime, and I I was not born during that time yet, but from what I heard from my family, especially who also had to go to exile during that that time, they told me, they have told me, and I've I have heard that what is happening right now with the Ortega regimes is really worse that, than, than what they saw during the Somoza, especially regarding the way the, the violence had been um, put into citizens. You know, the Ortega regime killed more than 330 citizens during 2018. And this is something that we never had seen that um, brutally um, made in Nicaragua. So, so we have seen that they are very, you know, they use violent um, and, and they seem that they don't care the about the consequences. They just do whatever it takes in order to stay in power and to impose their system to everyone in Nicaragua. And Vicky? I just wanted to add also to what Carlos Fernando mentioned. I think Nicaragua, it's a big jail. I mean, either you are in exile, like the three of us, or if you live in Nicaragua, there's no way that you can speak or say anything against the government. So that's why we urge the international community to step in and help us, um, because there's no way that uh, with this repression with this brutality of the regime that Nicaraguans alone can step out and do this alone. We have tried for three years and we want this to be a peaceful process because we have been in this um, in this constant violent dictatorships with um, murders and wars and that's why we than the opposition is trying for this time to do a peaceful change. Thank you. Uh, Jim, um, I, I, I yeah. want to share, if you allow me, my, my own memory, my own experience about the Somoza dictatorship and the Ortega dictatorship. They were, they were both brutal, they were both uh, criminal, they were both repressive, and they were both uh, family regimes. The, the Somoza regime uh, committed genocide, bombing the cities. My own, my own father was assassinated during the dictatorship of Somoza, and they ended up bombing La Prensa. But Somoza, it's not to justify him at all, but he was facing a, a, an insurrection. Uh, Ortega has been equally criminal in, in a peacetime, because the, the April rebellion is not comparable to the June-July insurrection against Somoza. This has been a peaceful process, trying to demand uh, elect, ele, uh, political reforms and, and, and free elections. So when people came out to the streets in April, June, April, May 2018, they just said Somoza and Ortega are the same thing. And, and it's like, it's an irony that 
that the, the, the round of history, it's back to the same place. But the difference is people this time wants to get rid of a dictatorship in a peaceful way through, through civil resistance and through elect, elections. Thank you. Yes, that's an important distinction. Um, Matteo, do you have a quick question? And by the way, before I let him speak, um, we have had a few questions from our online viewers about whether this, this uh, broadcast will be available later for viewing, and the answer is yes. Uh, this entire uh, 45-minute presentation will be available at the heritage.org website. You, it may take about 24 hours for it to get onto the streaming, but it will be available and it can be viewed by, we hope, by many, many people around the world. Matteo, a question from you, please. Thank you, Jim, and thank you all for, for a very detailed uh, and excellent presentation on, on the tragic situation that we're seeing uh, and the urgency that it merits in, in the next few months. Uh, on that note, I want to ask uh, the three of you really, uh, if you can chime in, but uh, specifically for Berta and Vicky, if uh, you had to send one message uh, today uh, to the international community about uh, the conditions that uh, your husbands are currently under uh, and the risk that uh, inaction might pose for your husbands on one note, but really for the country um, in the next uh, few months as things are unfolding, uh, what would that be and what, what, what do we need to know uh, on the outside um, specifically about uh, what's going on? Anybody? Yeah, um, I want to mention, um, and by thank the you, way, thank you, thank, thank you, Carlos. What I would like to say is that for me, I... so go ahead, Vicky. Is that this is not just, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, thank you, Mateo. Um, what I was saying is that this is not just um, a political issue. Um, as a family of a political prisoner, I, I can say that this, uh, this is a humanitarian crisis. This is a violation of human rights of the Nicaraguan people. So what I would like to say to the international community is the urgency to act and not wait until November 7th for the so-called electoral process, which we know that it's, it's a fraud but to act now because our um, husbands, our families are in danger. They are being tortured in so many ways and they have, do not have access to defend themselves. They don't have access to see their families. They are not having the proper nutrition. They are not living under the right conditions. So we are very worried for their health, for their well-being, and what will happen to them. And this is the responsibility of the Ortega-Murillo regime. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Vicky. And Berta, you had some comments also. Yes, um, uh, I just want to recall the fact that many of those, those that are in prison right now have been warning the international community for many years 
about the possibility of the government of Daniel Ortega becoming a regime and a dictatorship. And um, we feel that if we would have act many years ago, you know, if we would have act when Daniel Ortega reformed the constitution in order to be reelected, it was something that was prohibited in Nicaragua. Maybe we, we wouldn't have uh, faced this type of consequences. So we believe it's urgent to really stop the regime right now and act the way any country consider or the, any organization of human rights consider is the way they should do it. Uh, but it's urgent. We don't want more people to be killed or imprisoned or in exile, just as Carlo Fernando mentioned. Thousands of thousands of Nicaraguan live in the country because they cannot live there anymore. Um, so in, in regarding to our own families, I mean, they are in danger. They are in the hands of the regime. They are doing with them whatever they want. They treat them the way they want, even for the families. Families are trying to get to El Chipote, the prison where they are, and the way they're being treated is just inhuman. They're being humiliated. They don't receive any information about their families. So we know that their health is deteriorating and we can get to the point where this can be re reversed. This cannot be reversed and there will be damage in their lives. And so, so that is the, I mean, our call is to really let you know, let the international community know that this is happening in Nicaragua and that we need help because we cannot do it ourselves because of the repression of the regime. So we, we truly hope that our voice are, are here. We, we've had a question from an online viewer, Dan Green, about what specific steps the international community can take. But I also wanna ask about the indictments. Uh, both, you, both of your husbands have been indicted basically for treason, it sounds like, and face up to 25 year prison terms. And I understand that you both, Vicky and Berta, have also been indicted in abstention for similar charges. If you could discuss that plus the specific things that the international community can do. Well, we're gonna start with Vicky. Yes, as, as you mentioned, as, as you mentioned, Jim, um, our husbands have been in charge of prison to the country. Berta and I have been advocating ever since they were detained. And as soon as we started our advocacy, we were charged with the same crimes. So Berta and I cannot go back to Nicaragua, which is, you know, very sad because what we... Go ahead. One of the prisoners is just the liberation of the political we are not uh, political uh, figures. We, are, we, are, we, don't, we, we are just, I mean, doing um, what we need to do to let the international community know what is happening in Nicaragua. Because as I mentioned before, um, inside the country, there's no way that you can speak. So that's why Berta and I have decided to um, start this journey of liberation of Nicaragua, we call it, because there's, it's, it's the only way that we, we can let people know. Um, as I mentioned also earlier, um, this judicial process is totally manipulated. So our lawyers uh, have only have access to them once and they have not been have access after that. So they are completely without defense. 
So it's not up to us. I mean, or the, there's no there's no law in Nicaragua. So our lawyers are documenting everything, but we know that they won't be able to do anything because the regime is doing whatever they want and they change the laws, they apply the laws so they can have the opposition silence, uh, repress, detain, and and because we don't have a rule of law in Nicaragua, uh, what we are doing is speaking about all the violations of the uh, human rights of the judicial system that is happening right now. Thank you. Berta, do you have anything to add? Yes. Um, and also, I just mentioned that Carlos Fernando is also being um, accused by other type of, you know, <laughs> crazy thing for us it's just incredible and day and night they have created a narrative of declaring villains and traitors of the country anyone who dares question their policy and repression they disappear all the opposition candidates and then they say that it's because they are traitor of the homeland they cause all media outlets and say they they are closed because they are landering money they close and confiscate international and national NGOs, and they say that they are criminals and tax evaders. They brutally, uh, it's marked by an immense web of lies, repeated increasingly by the media they completely control today in the country. Their main weapon against us is their lies. So even when they say that our husbands and all the other political prisoners are being violating the laws. We know that they are not guilty, that the only thing they're trying to do is to fight for democracy and freedom and justice in our country. And I just wanna make that clear because we think those laws are illegal. The way they were created and the proposed they were created, it just, it's just an evidence of the way that the regime is trying to stay in power. Thank you so much. We only have a couple minutes left. Carlos Fernandez, would you like the last word here as we close down? Well, I think it's important that uh, that we. I think it's important um, to have a, some kind of a coordinated international action <clears throat> in the case of Nicaragua. President Biden said that he was going to promote some kind of a multilateral diplomacy. The U.S. working together with the OAS, with Latin America, with the U.K., with other with other countries, and uh, I think uh, a priority should be uh, the liberation of the political prisoners. Well, that's something around which I think the world should uh, say a word. Even Vatican, even Pope Francis. I think we're waiting for Pope Francis to to show the. Uh, diplomacy of the Vatican trying to help in this crisis, but that's only that would be only the beginning of the solution. The, the real solution would be uh, what to do about the re-election of Ortega. Will Ortega will be accepted or recognized as a legitimate president? Will these elections will be put on? controversy on discussion about how to make a political reform to go for new elections uh, in Nicaragua. Uh, and I think uh, it is it is important to have a coordinated action, 
with Nicaraguans. Nicaraguans don't want the world. This is not a conflict between the US and Nicaragua and the Nicaraguan government. This is a conflict between Daniel Ortega and the Nicaraguan people. Ortega is the one who's repressing the Nicaraguan people, who is attacking business people, who is attacking the church, who is attacking the press. That is the real problem. We have a dictatorship and a country that is demanding democracy. So there is a need also to restore political freedoms in Nicaragua so that the Nicaraguan people could express their voice. We're not expecting the world to solve the crisis in Nicaragua. There is a need to restore freedom, to eliminate the police state so that the Nicaraguans could express their voice and, uh, and see whether they want five years more or dictatorship or whether we want political change and democracy. So, so thank you so much. Are, are there any websites that our viewers could go to to find out more or to, maybe to try to take some positive actions? If, or if people are, want to get involved who are viewing this, what are some ways they can do it? Anybody? It's Carlos Fernando. I mean, at least your, your publication would be one way, right? Yes, uh, we are in confidential.com.ni and you can look for us also at uh, YouTube, Confidential Nica. Uh, we are trying to defeat censorship basically by getting the support of our audience. And I, it, it's very important to be informed. Uh, and, and this is what we're trying to do uh, every day with, with some of our colleagues, the Nicaraguan. Uh, journalists who are also in exile in Costa Rica, in the U.S., in Spain, and in other countries. Yeah. Also, I will suggest um, there is a, a really um, amazing work that the family of the victims, the, those that were killed in 2018-2019, um, made. It's called Museo de la Memoria Nicaragua.org. Museo de la Memoria Nicaragua.org. And you can find all the testimonies of these families and victims. Um, so they can know more about what, what, what happened. And, and basically, I think most of the information is in Spanish, but um, there are some pieces in, in English and other languages that describe what is going on in Nicaragua. Hopefully, we can have more English um, news. Uh, but that would be a good way to go. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we are out of time now, unfortunately, but uh, we're so, so glad that you took the time to join us today and to discuss the really, really awful situation in your country. And we just hope and pray that your message gets out and that the regime feels the pressure. Uh, and we will certainly be staying on this on this issue at the Heritage Foundation. Going forward. So thanks again, and thanks to our viewers. Sorry, we may not have answered all your questions, but we hope that uh, you have enjoyed this presentation. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.